time to relax. You know what that means. It's time to do the dance of the seven boners on a new episode of the original Janksters. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Yay! We're here. I said uh, it instead of you now this time. This this technically should have been uh, episode 100, but... <laughs> this is going to be episode the, uh, 101. Yeah, we're just going to skip 100 for now and come back to it when we actually have something worthy of the number 100. This is kind of, you know, a normal episode. Nothing spectacular about it. So we got to really, you know, really come up with something good for episode 100. So we'll do that at some point and it'll just keep going till we can actually get a guest like our cousin. Nick, well, my cousin, your brother, Nick. He's Jank. definitely not my cousin. <laughs> You're not even related to him at all. Also, <laughs> who are you talking to? Disowned him. <laughs> all of our fan. Yeah. Hi, Steve. <laughs> I always knew that there was a Steve. I always knew. Every show has to have one fan named Steve. It's the only way you can have a show. I got a bunch of fans for Mountain Mountain View, California, and I don't know why or who they are. But thanks for (laughs) listening, Mountain View Californians. (laughs) But you're not listening to this show, so... That's true. (laughs) You won't hear this shout-out. Sorry. (laughs) We fucked up. We fucked up hard. As I always do. (laughs) Well, let's get back to the uh, the regular business of this show. <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about we're going to actually I should mention we're going to have Nick on the show and talk about the movie Click. Uh sadly I ended up watching on Saturday. <laughs> oh. So now I've watched it for nothing. So hopefully we, we won't do this episode 100 in too long of a time because I'm not watching it again. <laughs> so if it takes us another year, I'm not gonna remember shit. It's a real tearjerker. <laughs> and actually I can say this now. I actually did have some tears at a certain point because I forgot that Dolores O'Riordan was actually in this movie. Oh, was she? Yeah. Like, there's a part where uh, his son's getting married, and they're like, they're like, they decide to play the song "Linger," and she's actually the one on stage singing the song. I'm like, holy shit! And it made me sad that like she like didn't live to see whatever year that was actually gonna be. Oh yeah. That was like fucking, you know, 20 years in the future or something like, oh, sad that she didn't actually make it that far. (laughs) Oh, that is pretty fucking sad. Yeah, I was like, that's a bummer. (laughs) Sure, they would not have seen that coming when they made this movie. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Sad times. But did you have to? (laughs) Did you have to? (laughs) Did you have to live longer? (laughs) So instead, uh, at the last second, um, we just kind of decided we were going to watch a movie that I had sent you recently. Uh, I was probably not going to pick this one for a while, but whatever, we did it. And here it is. <laughs> this is a, a little 1987 movie called Death Row Game Show. I don't know what you would have picked instead. This is a this is a movie right here. Yes, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> Never said I did. Never said I oh, no. liked it. <laughs> just said it was a movie. This was a movie that was streaming on Amazon Prime for the longest time. Um, I want to say like two years ago now uh, is where I originally watched it, stumbled across. I'm like, oh, the title sounds good. This might be all right. Um, So I put it on and it's a very, very much like a B movie. Um, It's not 
you know, a huge budget or anything. There's no big stars. <laughs> it's very on the cheap side of things. But for, uh, you know, expecting it to be just one of those piece of shit Amazon movies that you start and never finish, I actually found myself enjoying this enough uh, to keep watching it. And I ended up buying it eventually on uh, Blu-ray, because why not? Uh, so let's get into it. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> Death Row Game Show. Hmm. Well, it was a very weird movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's definitely B-rated. It definitely it was giving me the the Skeleton of Cadavra vibes for sure. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely have to watch that movie. Oh, it's definitely it's like one of those movies that knows it's going to be a bad movie. And that's what this yep. movie is. <laughs> it definitely does. It's uh, it knows what it is and it stays in that lane. So I guess I appreciate it for that. Um, it kind of reminds me of like Return to the Killer Tomatoes, which we'll definitely watch on this show at some point. Aww. Um <laughs> I love that movie. I think I love that one more than this one. But this one definitely has some good good funny moments. Um What did you think of the star, the guy who plays Chuck Todan? Chuck Todan. Boy, where do <laughs> I go with Chuck Todan? Um he's an interesting character. <clears throat> um he really is. Hmm. <laughs> I found him. He was good. I found him good in this movie. Uh, he's definitely got some weird ass teeth. Yeah. But I know it's right off the bat. I'm like, wow, this guy's got some fucked up teeth for a game show host. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that right away. That's because I stare at people's teeth. The first thing I look is their teeth. <laughs> but he did definitely kind of feel like a game show host. Uh, I would say that he definitely kind of fit the mold of that type of a character. Yeah. Suppose. <laughs> no, he did. I mean, he totally did. Um, it was, it, so basically, what this movie is about is about a guy who runs this TV uh, show called Live or Die, and yeah. what ends up happening is he brings on these convicts that are on death row, and he tr- basically, and I will put this in quotes, gives them a <laughs> chance to win their some kind of freedom or at least a. A break in between the ex, uh, you know, I was going to say exorcism, but the uh, the execution, um, yep. uh, you know, it, different breaks or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, you this, could potentially win a stay of execution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Doesn't seem to happen a lot, but or ever. you could. <laughs> um, but the very first thing that we're greeted to in this movie is one of his first ep- or not one of his first episodes, but one of the episodes where a guy is going to have his head cut off on TV <laughs> and he has to watch uh, a clip of a movie and basically just announce the name of this movie and then he'll be able to remove his head from this guillotine. I also want to yeah. state that this guy, I think, had been there overnight. <laughs> he said, <laughs> as we saw last night, we had him basically all set up and ready to cut his head off and now we're back with you guys today. We're here to see if he can win his freedom or something, but... Uh, either way, he watches the clip, and it, the clip is very weird. It's about a it looks like <laughs> a girl, book. some kind of woman or whatnot, and then a mummy thing. It's a black and white movie. I think it's a mummy yep. that's maybe chasing Mummy's her. chasing her. And then he stubs his toe or something and starts <laughs> swearing. And my favorite part is just before he says this, uh, just before he watches this, uh, Chuck Todette says, Now watch a clip from this very famous movie and tell me <laughs> the name of this movie. It's not a famous movie, but, um, <laughs> no. but yeah, he, 
He watches the clip. It's a movie called Curses of the Mummy. <laughs> Curses <laughs> because of Because he starts cursing. Oh. I didn't even catch that. Motherfucker. <laughs> um But yeah, basically he doesn't end up getting the thing right. And he says, well, yeah. before we chop your head off, we're going to try to give you a chance. Oh, no. He said, oh, oh, man, I forgot about this. <laughs> um, so he, he says, hey, uh, do you have any uh, anybody watching today? He said, yeah, my family. They, they're right there. And, the, you know, his wife is all clapping and the kids are clapping. Very proud of him. Uh, just a very weird, weird thing going on. But, yeah, so basically he ends up losing the game show. And he says, uh, Chuck Toad and says, uh, well, you know, for losing, we're not going to have you walk away completely empty-handed, possibly. We'll give you a chance to win some money. And he says, okay. <laughs> and uh, what's, the, what's the wife say exactly? I can't remember. Oh, shit. I don't remember. Um... <laughs> I don't remember. But... I'll try to, try to land face up, honey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, as long, as long as his head, when it's chopped off, lands face up, they'll yep. get $10,000. If, uh, <laughs> if it lands face down, they don't get anything. So. Um, they chop his head off and Lance face up. They get $10,000 and the show's over. He makes his way home where everybody seems to just hate him and hate what he does and despises yeah. the game show and all this stuff. And then there's some people who love him. As soon as he wakes up there, he wakes up to a boob in his face and it's some weird, crazy fan that just loves what he does and all this stuff. And then he goes back to <laughs> work and basically does this all over again where he's got I like an- that the, that the, the girl that he's like, having sex with she's like do you ever have sex with your contestants and he's like no they have it with each other <laughs> <laughs> and then he also gets a phone call at this part where they're like uh and he's, t- he's telling his producer like oh you know this inmate uh he got gang raped this morning he's like oh no he'll still be on the show he just won't be sitting down <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's a handful of uh really good lines here that i, I really enjoy um, but yeah, so he, he arrives and his secretary, uh, for some reason, is just going to town on herself with a vibrator. <laughs> yeah, like every scene, she's always got like a vibrator or she's reading a book about hard nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so <Strange>. weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we see that happen and um, uh, she lets him know that he's got this interview with some other TV company or whatever or show TV show. And so the next thing that we're basically watching him do is this TV show uh, where he's being being interviewed with the uh, for the show because of the show or whatnot. And they bring out some phone calls and stuff and they're asking him questions. But my favorite thing about this entire scene is uh, the woman and the company that she's with. (laughs) What's the name of this damn company? It's like, (laughs) oh, women against everything men are for. (laughs) Yeah, that's whammoth. Her name is uh, Gloria Sternvirgin. Sternvirgin. It's <laughs> um, so perfect. I feel like women against everything men are for is all women these days. Yes. That's how we ended up with female Thor. It's like, how can we take everything men like and ruin it so that no one can have anything good anymore? Not let's make something equally as good. Let's take what people like and ruin it. I don't get it because everybody, it seems like every time I look on Facebook, everybody's really fucking excited for this dumbass movie. People are fucking stupid. Uh, I've pretty much decided I'm done with comics and I'm probably not even going to see any of the, more, the Marvel movies anymore. <laughs> Except possibly Guardians 3. I think I'm just banning them all. Damn. 
damn Marvel, <laughs> you just lost the like the biggest hardcore fan you probably ever had. Yep. You finally did it. I've hit my breaking point. Damn. Well can't do it. That's fair. That's sad and horrible and I'm sorry. But yeah, so the rest <laughs> of the movie kind of carries on where uh she meets him outside after this interview and just starts blah blah blahing and uh there's these two gangster guys that are now after them. <laughs> I do so- like on the sh- on when they're on the show and he's just like, listen, you stupid bitch. He's <laughs> like, can I say stupid? Even the interview guy says something like that. It's like, hey, yeah, she was a bitch or something like that. Yeah, the interview, way like, to give it to that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think that kind of becomes her like name for the rest of the movie. Like once the uh, assassin guy shows up, he starts calling her Gloria, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's these two gangsters that show up, and they're gonna come and kill uh, Chuck. And basically, he drives away and knocks him off the car and hits him with the car and all this other stuff. And he gets away with Gloria in the car, and. He said, uh, she's like, well, who are those guys? And he's like, are you ready for a flashback? And then we are introduced to, oh, man, I can't remember this gangster's name, but some head gangster dude that's in this uh, movie. Like godfather of this, like, mafia family. Yeah. Who apparently was on his show a couple years back. Yep. And he uh, he is in in this new... Uh, I don't know, this new game called The Dance of the Seven Boners, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a great name. I fucking love that name. It's a great name. Um, He's got a couple great lines, but like they hook, they basically, they hook up some kind of device to his wiener that lets, you know, monitors if he gets a boner or not. <laughs> or his wang dang doodle, as they call it. <laughs> uh, and if the little turtle moves at all, he's going to get fried. Basically, he's in an electric chair. So if he gets a boner, he dies. And uh, they have Shanna Shallow, their kind of Vanna White type character, just come out and start doing this, you know, strip tease for him. And he he does it. He doesn't get a boner at all. He's just like, yep, all right, did it. This is, but then Chuck puts his hand on his shoulder. <laughs> and apparently that does it for him. Yep. And Immediately gets aroused. Yep. <laughs> so, of course, all the gangsters find this very upsetting because not only did he die and not only did Chuck kill him, but he also embarrassed him and humiliated him, making it look like that this godfather is gay and whatever. So, anyways, um, so the the whole thing's done and over with, and the flashback, that is, is and then <sighs> just to skip forward a little bit, I guess, uh, the, this, the, the mafia basically sends these two guys or I'm sorry, this one guy to go kill uh, yeah. Chuck, and it's this weird assassin dude. This big fat <laughs> Apparently guy, Italian guy. Apparently he's the guy who's been trying to kill him this whole time, but he kept sending like his goons to try to do it, and now he's going to do it himself. He's supposedly the best assassin that they have. Yeah. So, um... Who, by <laughs> the way, apparently is played by this comedian guy whose name is just Bino. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> Um. So yeah, so we uh we we hear this huge conversation about how he's going to kill him, but end up going to give him one more chance as long as they don't kill any of the any more Spumoni people. Um, yeah. But Chuck's like, I have no idea who any of these people are. They, we all just call them by their number. And, and then he says, Well, did you not just hear me? If you kill any more Spumoni people, your number is up. So, <laughs> um, he's trying not to kill any Spumoni people. Yeah. 
But he is also uh, the Papalardo is his name. He has brought his mother uh, to the office with him. He wants to get his mother on the Make It Big Deal show, uh, which is like a neighboring game show that he wants to get her on. And she unfortunately has decided to wear a costume to hopefully get picked. Kind of like the price is right. And uh, she dressed up like a convict <laughs> with like a big, you know, stripy shirt. Yep. And things go badly and there's a big mix up and she ends up on Chuck's show and Chuck hasn't seen her yet. So he doesn't realize that that was Pavelardo's mother. Yep. <laughs> and uh, then he, uh, because Pavelardo lets the, uh, lets him go to go film his show. Cause he still has a couple more shoots to do throughout the day. Uh, he picks her, unfortunately, and she is now having to run through the gauntlet of fire hoops and loops all these crazy fire obstacles while holding two cans of gasoline. Uh, this seems <laughs> weird. Pretty great. Um, but yeah, so he, she makes the it all the way through. Played by a, like a guy, like a yeah. younger guy. <laughs> and they do these weird vocal effects on the voice to try to make it sound like an old woman. And it just sounds like some weird robot. Yep. But she makes it all <laughs> the way through. And uh, there's a table at the end of it that says, place the cans here. She places the cans there, but apparently this table is made out of some kind of a cardboard because on top of the table as well are these lit candles. Yeah. Please be in mind that this entire fire thing is taking place outside. Why there's candles there, I'm not <laughs> exactly sure, but uh, she places the cans next to the candles on this cardboard table where the cardboard table sinks and everything just mixes together and then she explodes. Um <laughs> Now, Papalardo is not aware of this happening as of yet, because um, he is at a dinner with a stern virgin and yep. basically just acting like a giant slob, a giant meathead, and just eating spaghetti in the most disgusting of ways. Even that weird <laughs> scene where he just chews everything up and then just spits it out for Pits some reason. Yeah. I didn't need that. It's not how anybody eats. Not even babies eat it that way. They just get it on their face before it enters their hole. But yeah. anyways... Um, so yeah, he, he returns back to the office, uh, and then watches basically a play by play to, uh, you know, get the approval from Chuck of his mother dying and exploding. And he is just an awesome. Now he's about to go, <laughs> you killed my mama. Uh, he's about to go kill Chuck <laughs> and they knock him out before he does so. And then Chuck puts him in a new crazy death trap thing. Now everybody's concerned, of course, because now Chuck's or not Chuck, um, Papalardo, Mama Papalardo has no release <laughs> papers or anything like that. Yeah. And neither does this guy, but uh, Chuck tries to kill him anyways in this weird oxygen box where he's in a box where all of the oxygen is slowly s just sucked out of this box and he has to spell I want to live uh, or I want to survive or something. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, I think with it's I want to live. Uh, out of these little toy blocks. Well, he does it, and then, I don't know, the whole story. Basically, he passes out, but he doesn't actually die. He gets thrown into a a, a room filled with just all these dead bodies, but he ends up coming too, where this yeah. Papalardo now is on the hunt for Chuck. Uh, Which, by the way, it was fucking weird that, like, the janitor that finds Papalardo's body in there, like, reminded me so much of Stanley Spadowski from UHF. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the same character, but this movie came out first. So I don't know if Weird Al like stole it from this movie. Oh, I don't know. It's so weird. 
It was weird. But yeah, it definitely did. I, I, I want to say he actually did get punched in the face, dude. The way that they shot that, it looked like he got straight up hit in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so we now are uh, gifted with Papalardo showing up the final shot of the day where uh, Chuck is <laughs> oh, doing this very last. Uh, this is this is the one part of this whole entire thing that made me laugh. Um, uh, so there is uh, the, the game show is basically a dude who's been in uh, some kind of confinement where he's only been able to eat bread and Twinkies for what do they say 20 years or something like that yeah 20 years um, so it's just this tall like massive like freakishly tall black guy who's like really skinny yeah uh, just in his cage now and he's presented with a, a very large I think either chicken or turkey I think it was a chicken because yeah, he turkey. starts like okay um, and then, uh, and then also a beautiful woman. That's the Vanna white girl kind of, um, so <laughs> she comes out and she's just with her hands, just all Vanna white style, which is by far the best part of this movie. Um, but then, uh, so the, the choices are there's three convicts that have to write down. What's this guy going to choose first? Is he going to choose a woman, the woman and beat off to it? Or are they going to, uh, is well, no, he going to choose think, the turkey? I think like literally they're just like, Okay, Shanichello, like if he picks her, he gets to just fuck her on stage. <laughs> Which is like, why would she agree to this? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the convicts have to write down what he's going to do. And if they don't get it right, then a, sand, a hundred pound sandbag falls on their head or something like that. So, um, Which will he satisfy first, his appetite or his winky? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. So he, uh, So they let him out of the cage. He goes to the turkey, sniffs it. And then goes to the lady, kind of just like eyeballing her. Then goes back to the turkey, just kind of like grabbing onto it. And then back to the lady, kind of sniffing her, trying to get a good vibe. At this time, Papalardo is obviously, you know, found the stage and is going, finds a gun and is trying, is about to shoot Chuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before he does that, the black guy picks up the turkey. And it looks like he's going to start eating it. But instead he starts fucking the turkey. <laughs> It's so good. Um, so as he's, he basically is like dry humping it, and he pretty much proceeds to do this throughout the entire rest of the scene. Yes, there's this big, you know, showdown scene that's going on, and he's just constantly in the background fucking this turkey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what, what happens is Papalardo takes a shot, and uh, who does he hit? Does he hit anybody? Uh, well, he gives the gun to Gloria. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, it was like, oh, you want to shoot him? Okay. And she's kind of like tries to shoot him, but misses. And then she's kind of staying there shaking and shit. Yeah. And uh, then the, she's kind of backing up, trying to get out of there. She trips over the, the guy fucking the turkey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. Uh, the gun goes flying and then he gets the gun again. Um, so then Papalardo uh, tells basically all everybody. Uh, minus Chuck and Gloria to get into the cage. This leads me to the part that I started laughing the most. Everybody's <laughs> getting into the cage, but this Vanna white lady, she just keeps smiling at the camera and just always has her arm up in the air as she's like presenting <laughs> something. <laughs> and she's just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, I mean, it's so stupid, but oh man, it just made me laugh so much. I was just like, this is so stupid. And then she gets into the cage and her arms outside of the cage still just like trying yep. to present a vowel or something. Oh, it's so funny. Um, it's pretty great. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, 
uh, it's a big old tussle where some, you know, that they're fighting for the gun and it's going back and forth and back and forth and they end up shooting or getting, you know, Papalardo ends up getting shot and they make it out of there, uh, leaving all of the people still in the cage, but they get into the car and then drive <laughs> away. And that's yeah, probably now they're in love and he's going to give up the show. <laughs> that all kind of happened very quickly. Yeah. But yeah, that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the movie, they've got these weird like things, weird ads or something like that, uh, where Chuck is just doing weird ads. But yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, he's found like new new uses for all the dead people, I guess. Instead of doing the show, he's just going to use the executed prisoners to make commercials where like basically, you know, they are the ones being tested on for things um, like they're like test. They're trying to show how good the swatch is. So they put it on this dead guy's hand and shove it into a blender and see like, oh, look, it still works. <laughs> they're basically just using these dead, these dead bodies in all kind of, you know, sick ways. My favorite or not, maybe not my favorite, but my most awe filled moment was there was one scene where just the game consisted of this one black guy having to either choose an envelope or what's <laughs> behind the curtain. And he's like, well, you know what? I guess I'll just go what's behind the curtain. And he's like, oh, that's too bad because in this envelope, I basically have your release from prison and yeah, a state what, of execution. Yeah. But <laughs> I'll just tear that up now. No, no, no. He says, I'll just put this back on the warden's desk. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he's like well let's see what you've chosen and then it's a fucking noose <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're gonna hang this black guy I was like oh my god oh no every man always dreams to be well hung <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's so good yeah <laughs> There was uh, there's a couple of different cool uh, commercials during the thing where like there's one where he's like testing uh, this like rat poison on a convict. Um, there's there's one where I liked where this guy was talking about like uh, he's like a used car salesman since he was selling like ladies. It's <laughs> like there was a line about which reminds me of this show all the time. So I was talking about stretching the taffy. He's yeah. like, Are you tired at home sitting at home pulling the taffy? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that's going to give that whole new new meaning now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. There's a weird dream sequence in the middle. It's just kind of weird. It kind of goes on way too long, but they kind of set it up like it's a little movie within a movie. And I really I do like the line where he's just like, I'm afraid of no one. Oh, this way he says it's fucking weird. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I listened to, uh, I think I watched some of the special features on this before. And apparently Gloria Stern version, um, that actress, they apparently, I guess, you know, once they started making the movie, the director and the guy who plays Chuck Todan are good friends. They've done a couple of things together. And like basically when Gloria Stern version came in there, it's like, oh, man, this girl's so hot. Like, but we can't date her while the movie is going. Neither of us can date her. We're making a pact. Neither of us will date her while this movie is happening. But she ended up starting to fuck Chuck <laughs> at a certain point during the movie. Um, they, I guess that didn't work out. Like, he basically stopped, you know, wanting to hang out with her. So they kind of broke that off. And then she dated the director afterwards. Perfect. Everybody got a piece. <laughs> yep. So she was making her way around the set. <laughs> Interesting. It was just weird to hear them talking about this on, like, the, you know, 
normally have special features to talk about the movie, but this is just like, oh yeah, I was I was banging both of them. <laughs> it's good times. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. Uh, so what would you give this movie on like a one to ten? Uh, I'd say a six as B-rated movies go. Yeah, that's fair. It's not quite terrible enough to be like, like you know, like a uh, Troll 2 type of B-movie. Yeah, that movie's probably an eight. <laughs> that movie is pretty great. Oh, Hard so... to argue with that one. Yeah. I mean, it's got to yeah, be a like different scale. And you got to yeah. give this the B-rated scale. And I would say as B-rated movies go, I would give this one an eight for sure. Um, yeah, I think it's it's good for what it was trying to be. It wasn't trying to, you know, take over the world. And apparently, I guess, obviously, this concept kind of reminds you of The Running Man. <laughs> but it came out basically the same year, and I think within a couple of weeks of The Running Man. So oh. I guess it was just one of those things where, you know, kind of like Deep Impact and Armageddon, where they just happened to be working on two different movies with similar premises at the same time. Yeah, maybe there's just a weird quinky dink though, and too. Kind of like how they do with the movies, like Volcano and Dante's Peak came out at the same time. Maybe yep. it's just that weird pinky. Seems to happen a lot. Pinky poopy moment. <laughs> Even with weird ones, like that stupid, you know, that Kevin Spacey movie that they like uh, had to recast him and get that other guy in there. Like they did a TV show about that same story, like a couple months later. It's like, who the fuck wants to see that again? <laughs> I don't think people will really wanted to see it that bad the first time. It's true. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing over there, but it sounds like you're punching your microphone and it's making it great. <laughs> Damn it. Um, how's it sound now? Uh, it sounds fine. It it sounds like you're moving around. I don't know where your microphone's located, but it sounds like it's moving up against you and it just sounds like <laughs> <laughs> like you're just punching it. I don't know what's going mm. on. Uh, all right, I'm just going to not move at all. <laughs> not even breathe. No, you can breathe. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine, everybody. Nope, not breathing. Okay. You can't make me. I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to breathe. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess let's uh, let's get into our next uh, tournament for the 80s Classic Rock. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Let's okay. jump right in. Yeah. Out to the... Number three here, as we slowly work our way towards the Tournament of Champions. Uh, first up, we've got a little battle here between Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne versus Used to Love Her by Guns N' Roses. Oh, Crazy Train. Yeah, that's an easy one. Crazy Train's kind of a runaway train. Okay, if I you see what you did there. <laughs> Used to Love Her's good, but not that good. <laughs> um next up we got Crazy Crazy Nights by Kiss. Um versus Animal by Def Leppard. Mm, actually Animal. 80s not Kiss's strongest decade, I would say. Fortunately, yeah. I think the 70s were much more kind to them. Yes, definitely uh, Animal. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Animal's pretty great. Putting things in the wrong spot. Nah, next up, we've got Twilight Zone by Golden Earring versus Nobody's Fool by Cinderella. Mm, probably Nobody's Fool on this one. I'm not your fool. I love that song. I, man, this is a really tough one for me, but I think I will go with you on that one. Um, 
I know my dad really loves Nobody's Fool. We listened to this song all the time when I was a kid. Just Twilight before Zone he is hit cool you. And hooky, but. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so I associate it with good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, next up, we've got Aldo Nova's song Fantasy versus Girls, Girls, Girls. Girls, Girls, Girls. <gasps> Not fantasy, but fantasy's so good. It's got it's got one of my favorite lines of like any song ever. We're just talking about powder pleasure in your nose tonight, and then does a sniff. Fan- it's so good. Or, uh, it's it, but it's girls, girls, girls. I feel like you're not <laughs> listening to your own. Girls, girls, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Man, life is too- powder pleasure in your nose tonight. It's <laughs> doing that sweet cocaine. <laughs> oh man, I do love girls, girls, girls. Though that's so many girls. Girls, girls, girls. That's an ultimate like strip club song right there. Yep. And you, uh, you like right. women, don't you? <laughs> don't you? I, I do. Guess I have to pick it. Yep. You can't have fantasies. No, you're like the dad and never any story. You have to keep your head out of the clouds, Bastion. And your wiener and some girls. (laughs) And and out of unicorns. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Next up, uh, we got Bon Jovi's You Give Love a Bad Name. Mm hmm. I know you're not going to go for this one versus Hell's Bells. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You give love a bad name is definitely a better song by bar none, whether you like ACDC or not. Hell's Bells has bells in it. Uh huh. Hell's Bells, if you will. You know what else has bells in it? Churches. Are you going to choose churches (laughs) over Bon Jovi anything? Don't think so. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I might. No, nobody. Oh, will. man. We're going to get some ACDC on here eventually. Probably not. We just have to. Probably not going to happen. Well, we're going to. No. Make it happen. You can't make it happen. <laughs> it's a, it's either fate that puts them on or my sweet decisions <laughs> that put them on. And it won't be my sweet decisions. So. <laughs> well, we're going to get to back in black or you shook me all night long eventually. Why? One of those is going to have to get in here. They're going to do it. <laughs> um next up we've got no, talk dirty to me by poison versus oh man this is easy for me youth gone wild oh youth gone wild skid row yeah that's not so good you'll never shave us down we're curly and we're brown the biggest bush in town we are your pubes growing wild that's that's lovely <laughs> isn't it <laughs> Why did you do this? All right, next up we've got Van Halen's Everybody Wants Some. I want some too. <laughs> That's not even the title, but whatever. Um, versus Judas Priest's You Got Another Thing Coming. Yep, Judas Priest. Mm, I think we're going to have to roll for this one. Hope you really? die handy. Yeah, I mean, Breaking the Law is Judas Priest's best song, and that one lost last time. I love Everybody Wants Some. Um, hold on. I don't Can't have... get romantic on a subway line. Uh, hold on a second. What? How <laughs> I feel like I should have just a die in this drawer, but I don't. <laughs> I just picture you having die everywhere. I'm just pulling out of my butt. <laughs> yep. Hold on. 
Time to fill. Time to fill. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, as we mentioned earlier, I'm not going to fucking bother with comics anymore. I unfortunately told, you know, gave my order for a bunch of uh, right, things that I still odds. have on order. Evens or odds? Uh, I will take odds. All right, I'm going to take evens for Judas Priest, and it is a two. Mur, 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 mur. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish we could trade for breaking the law. No, fate chose that day. <laughs> As fate chose this day. Oh, breaking the law. Ah, uh, this next one. This one is the last one of round one. This one's easy for me. Uh, we've got "Rockin' in the Free World" by Neil Young versus "Run to the Hills" by Iron Maiden. Run to the hills. Gotta run to those hills. Yep, that song is so good. Run the drums in that song are amazing. Run for your life. I just remember listening. Like my dad listened to the bejesus out of the song. It's so good. <laughs> That is a great fucking song. Yeah, I love it. I think that one's definitely making it to the final four. For sure. Uh, we've got, next up in round two, we got Crazy Train versus Animal. I think it's got to be Crazy Train. Yeah. You know, I can't hear Crazy Train anymore without thinking of the song September ever since that one mashup. <laughs> Those just go together so perfectly. Oh. <laughs> it was like a mashup of that's a crazy train and September by uh, Earth, Wind and Fire. And it's so good. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say like when so, September so ends by Green Day. Oh, no. <laughs> no one needs that in their lives. Maybe. Uh, next up, we've got Nobody's Fool by Cinderella versus Girls, Girls, Girls. Motley Crue. Girls, Girls, Girls. Don't you like girls, though? <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I guess we'll go with that. Good, good, good. Girls, girls. Damn girls. I've done like it, it again. <laughs> Why do you do this to me, girls? Girls. <laughs> All right, next up we've got You Give Love a Bad Name versus Youth Gone Wild. Oh, oh Youth Gone Wild, I, I think. Go. Yep. I agree. I was going to go with that same That's place. a hard one, though. Just know that. That is very hard. Like my schmeckle. Like my schmeckle. <laughs> that's the other thing I learned from watching Click. Is they talk a lot about schmeckles in that movie. I think that's honestly where I got schmeckle from. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> Um, and then last one of round two, we got you got another thing coming versus run to the hills. Run to the hills. I mean, that's up. Yeah. Run for your life. <laughs> All right. Um, and that gives us our final four. So you just got to pick one of these to be like a runner up that will play into the tournament. Uh, we got crazy train. Girls, 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 youth gone wild, and run to the hills. I think I'm going to have to go girls, girls, girls as my runner-up. It still has a chance to get in. Mm. In the playing tournament. I'm going to go crazy train. Hmm, okay. Get, get, get the old dice out. All right. 
What are you doing? Evens or odds? Um, I'll go odds and hope things turn around in my favor this time. Nope. Hold on. <laughs> the, oh, they do. One. Yeah. Girls, girls, girls is a runner up. Poo gas. <laughs> Poo gas. It could still be in. No, it can't. I think we'll have like you know, eight or nine of them and we'll pick five of them. So it's got a good chance. Mm. All right. Well, um, next up, I guess we should do some uh, some album artwork. All righty. Um, instead of picking one of my favorite bands, as I have been, um, I just wanted to do one that should be pretty fun, hopefully, because um, it's a band that I may not necessarily know a whole lot about. But every time I see their album art, I'm like, damn, that's fucking cool. Slipknot? But, nope. As we just spoke about with Run to the Hills, Iron Maiden. Hmm. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Every time I see their albums, I'm like, God damn, that's fucking cool. I don't even listen to that much Iron Maiden, but I want to buy this. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I know like th- four of their songs, but... I'd probably know if I'm a, if I've heard them. My dad listened to a lot of Iron Maiden, and obviously oh, everybody yeah. knows their album covers. But all right, let's do it. Just yeah, uh, let me know epic. which. I still don't understand why we do this on a podcast. But all right, <laughs> nobody nobody's gonna be driving and opening up their phone and being like, "Here we go. Let me <laughs> let me just figure out which albums they're looking at." But all right, Iron Maiden. Our word pictures will fill it in for them. Uh, we've got the first album is just called Iron Maiden, so you know what that's going to get on the old title. A fart. <laughs> a shitty old one. <laughs> I gotta say, this is not a good start. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's got Eddie on there, their classic kind of logo guy standing in front of a brick wall, except it looks like they were like, <laughs> let's have a little kid draw Eddie. <laughs> Let's have this 10-year-old draw Eddie, and this will be what it looks like. Yeah, well, it was their first one, so it could have been them who drew it. Their little yeah, 10-year-old that's selves. that's very true. It, uh, it's, it's a good idea. The execution falls a little flat for me, I would say. Eh, I think Hon- it's okay. Honestly, the background looks fine. It's just Eddie himself that looks kind of fucked up and weird. Nah, I think he's pretty good. And not good kind of it's the first. Up. It's their first attempt at this guy. I think it's okay. I'd give it a 7 on album art. No, I take um, I take that back. I'll give it a six. I'll go five. Okay. And then a one for the title, and then a one for uh, the <laughs> yeah, connection. Yeah, doesn't have a picture of Iron Maiden on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even just an Iron Maiden, the actual device. Right. None of that is presented upon my eyes. Nope, <clears throat> not at all. All right, not off to a good start, but they can still recover. Still recoup. Next up, we've got an album called Killers. Now, this is more like it. Killers? It's got a very similar background, yeah. Another picture of Eddie. Kind of a city background at night. Very reminiscent of the last one, but the art looks a lot better to me. Okay, yeah. He's got like a bloody hatchet in his hand and people like this dude clawing at his chest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just murdered. <laughs> I like the background, the uh, the apartment building with like the different color lights or whatnot, kind of showing yeah. almost like a different scene. 
Uh, it's cool. I like this one better for sure. I would, I would give this one a seven. I think I'm gonna go. I probably go eight. Okay. I like it. It's pretty iconically classic. I would say nothing too crazy. Uh, the title killers love the title killers. I'm not gonna lie. Probably give that one uh, an eight. I think I would give it like a six. It's a little plain. You had something else to describe it, you know, I'd probably like it a little more, something to separate it a little bit. But just one word that's just killers. It's just like, eh. <laughs> Doesn't flick my bean. I just need you to think, just look at it and think of the bright side. <laughs> Jealousy. They're just touching um, his dress. <laughs> he is touching his dress, or at least his shirt. Uh, the connection between the two is very clear. It looks strong, like he's killing yeah. somebody, so I have <laughs> to give this a straight up someone. 10. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 9 just because there's only one killer. <laughs> oh, touche. 9 for me then as well. <laughs> An extra ass. They had to get greedy. Unless what's going on in that green window over there to the right. Somebody killing <laughs> Some guy's someone. murdering his wife in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we've got the old classic, The Number of the Beast. Six, six, six. The Number of the Beast. That's so 70s. <laughs> this is 80s. <laughs> it's so 80s. All right, Number of the Beast. This one's kind of got Eddie with some crazy old man hair, uh, and he's kind of puppeting like a little devil guy, it looks like. With a pitchfork in classic kind of devil fashion. Mm-hmm. And there's all kind of flames going on and sparks. It's got all the elements. <laughs> <laughs> sparks. It does. <laughs> it's all there. It's all there crystal clear. Uh, yeah, no, this one's pretty cool. I like this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it as much. Well, maybe I do. This one's just cool, I guess. I would say probably a seven for this one. Yeah, it's fair. It's going to go maybe eight, but I think seven's good. Um, The title. Oh, I love that title. Number of the Beast. That's fucking metal, right? A shit right there. <laughs> Second time I've heard Kevin say this is metal <laughs> today. <laughs> I'm giving it a 10. I'm giving it a nine. Because it's very 80s. No, start working. <laughs> Kevin's getting yes. angry. Only the 80s had the devil. <laughs> yep. He was not cool by the 90s. It was like, the devil, that shit's lame. Like, members-only jackets. The, the connection the between the two. Now, how do we draw this one, huh? Because there are no numbers on this fucking album. Not That's a single one. It doesn't one. have 666 on there at all. It has a devil, a devil, maybe a demon. We're not entirely sure. It's weird for... I mean, he's got the pitchfork. That's definitely the devil. Yeah, but why would Iron? Why would Eddie be controlling the devil? Wouldn't it be the other way around? No, because he's that badass. He trumps the devil. <laughs> <laughs> what if I had then a picture... If I just made a picture, you've got Eddie puppeteering this devil, but then I had Big Bird puppeteering Eddie. Does that make Big Bird a badass? What if you had, what if you had uh, Freddy puppet, puppeting Eddie? Oh, like Freddy to Eddie to Eddie to Debbie? <laughs> yeah. 
Freddy to Eddie, Eddie to Daddy. There we go. I like Don't it. Don't wake Daddy. Don't wake him. I'm going to give this one a six. Because I feel like there should have been a six in this album cover somewhere. Yeah, that's fair. It does have the devil, so I'd say a six is probably about where it lands. But we just, just one show more the person to somewhere. Like, put it on Eddie's forehead or something. Just a six, six, six. That's all it would have taken. I don't know what the number of the beast is. You didn't give it to me. <laughs> How am I supposed to know? I want to call him. Why couldn't you just do the eight six seven five three zero nine of devils? <laughs> yeah. So I know his phone number. For a good time, call the devil. Sad, sad, sad. I just keep thinking of Bayside. All right. <laughs> All right. Next up is peace of mind. But not peace. Like peace as in like a chunk of it. I figured as much. <laughs> um, this is a kind of a yellow padded room uh, with Eddie in a straitjacket and kind of all chained up. And he's bald. You forgot about yes. the most important part. <laughs> he has lost all of his crazy old man hair. And is now just a bald ass bastard. He's one bald baby. <laughs> but his eyes look cool. Yeah. And well. he's clearly rocking with that mouth open. Um, I, it's very yellow. You're probably going to rate it high because for some reason you like yellow. Um, I think that this one is probably a six for me. Um, yeah, I would probably give it a seven for me just because it is kind of cool. Um, I do like people in straight jackets and stuff in a metal album. Reminds Tom me of too. Quiet Riot. <laughs> so I think that's cool. Plus, he looks pretty cool, so I'm going to give that a seven for me. Okay. I like his, like, anorexic legs. <laughs> They're adorable. Yep. Title. It's not the greatest title. Um, I mean, I guess it is. It's a play on words. Play in that it's a different type of piece, but. Um, I, do this I can't probably give more than a six. Yeah. It's average. That sounds about right. Mm. Oh, yeah, I got a type still. Son of a bitch. Uh, the connection between the two, I mean, clearly he's got mental issues, so it does have to do with the mind, I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's stretching <laughs> the taffy stretching a little bit. too much. <laughs> uh, I definitely... I'm going to give it a four on this one. I think if it was actually peace of mind where they actually spelled it correctly, it would have made more sense. But because it's not that way, <laughs> there is no peace of mind. It's just, it's not a peace of a mind. It's just a dude. Well, I mean, if it was peace of mind, that A, wouldn't be very Iron Maiden-y. <laughs> and also, then you wouldn't be in the mental institution. <laughs> well, he's obviously trying to find a peace of mind. True. Maybe he just has a piece of mind, so that's why he's crazy. He's only got one little piece, one little sliver. A four from me. <laughs> I'll give it a five. It's about middle of the pack. All right. All right. Uh, next up, oh, Power Slave. That's a title right there. This, I believe, is where they got the name of the game. There was a computer game in the 90s that was like a doom style first person shooter that was set in ancient egypt called power slave i'm assuming they took it from this album <laughs> so otherwise why would you do that hmm i like that they switched it up a lot yeah 
This looks awesome. This reminds me of being in Vegas again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Luxor. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like this a lot. Um, artwork, I'd probably give this a 10. That's I, solid as I'm going to give it a 9, but I do like it a lot. Yeah, it's definitely, it's not as dark and, like, it's full daylight, which is always cool. You're able to do horror things in full daylight. <laughs> I would definitely not say this is horror by any stretch of the imagination, but I do like this <laughs> a lot, though. Kind of Stargate-y, even though I've never seen that movie, but it reminds me of You're Stargate. You're missing out. That's a good movie. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch it someday for the show. I'll have to write that one down. <laughs> uh, Power Slave? That's a pretty, pretty good name. Nine. Yeah, I'll probably give it that, too. That just makes me picture, like, uh, Tim Allen playing Abe Lincoln. And they're like, well, better abolish slavery. And then uh-huh. some guy comes in, like, We've, wait a minute, don't get rid of slaves yet. We invented this new power slave. 25 times more power. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, we'll keep slaves forever. <laughs> All right. Uh, connection between the two. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. I, I'm going to say it's a nine on this as well. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's absorbing some kind owners. of a power from the pyramid here. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm cool with a nine here. Yeah, nine sounds about right. That's they're doing really good on this album. Real damn solid. Twenty-five times more. <laughs> 25 times more slavery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got Unload Somewhere in Time. Oh, I like this one a lot. <clears throat> so sci fi. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah, this is set in some kind of a futuristic landscape. Uh, we've got Eddie, who is just pretty much without skin at all. <laughs> you guys see he looks like actual muscle this time. He's red and kind of muscly. Um, but he's got all these kind of robot parts, and he's got this cool laser gun. And there's some kind of a hand where I guess he murdered somebody or something. Um, it's all kind of crazy neon lights and stuff in the background. Uh, it just basically looks like the future. And it looks fucking badass. I'm going to give this one a 10. I'm going to give this one a nine. Because you hate sci-fi. <laughs> no, I think they could have done more with it, but it is very cool looking. Yeah, I like this. There's a lot to look at, a lot of things going on. It's pretty cool. I like the graffiti. It's like Iron Maiden and Eddie lives. I even like the font that they did used in Somewhere in Time. Yeah. I think I have that font on my computer. <laughs> Me too. It's like a clock. <laughs> For people who yeah. are listening at home and cannot use the internet while they're driving, the font <laughs> is like a clock. <laughs> Let's face it, no one's listening to this whether they're driving or at home. <laughs> also true. This is for us. So what does it matter? Yep, exactly. It's just fun things for us to do. <laughs> uh, somewhere in Time, I like the title. Um, it's not necessarily, I guess, the greatest thing ever, but it's solid. I'd probably give it I guess it's seven or an eight. Yeah, I'd say probably a. Uh, I'll go eight. Yeah, that's fair. That's solid. Somewhere in time, the connection between the picture and the title is pretty strong. Oh yeah, it's 
I'm going to give this one probably a 7, though, because it is, obviously it's the future, but I don't know what they're trying to bank on. But I, it's definitely somewhere in time, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to possibly <laughs> give it. A 7 uh, for me. I think I'm going to give it a 9 for me, and we'll average out in the middle. Um, Because, yeah, I think that's pretty solid. It kind of reminds me of Turtles in Time. (laughs) They have the future levels. Sure. (laughs) So when I think time travel, I either think going way to the past or way to the future. And they picked picked one, and they went with it. So I'm good with that. That's fair. Is a seventh son of a seventh son. Is it numbers? (laughs) Uh, No, spelled out. Seventh son of seventh son. Oh, oh yeah, I remember this one too. Yeah, this is this one's cool and crazy looking. Um, it's kind of in this like fantasy scape almost of like a or just pond. an ocean with icebergs. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> and some weird things floating in the air. It's Fantasia. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't get sad though. Whatever you do, Eddie, don't get sad. <laughs> you can't. Um, kind of got Eddie floating. Uh, just mostly his upper torso <laughs> and his head. Um, he's got kind of a weird spinal column that's kind of going into the water. He's pulled out some kind of an organ. I guess that's his heart. <laughs> no, it looks like a kid inside of some kind of like. Like you could see a face in there. Oh, yeah, you can. And like a handprint as if something's trying to get out. Holy shit. There's like it's so the much seventh, going on in this one. It's like the seventh son. Seventh son? Oh, I like it. He's did he's did this seven different times? Jesus. No wonder he doesn't have most of his body. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking it out. <laughs> yeah, this one's cool. Um picture wise, probably gonna give it probably an eight. Yeah, an eight. I think that's about right. Title, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Bit of a mouthful, but I like it. I'm going to go with it seems like a, seven. It's appropriate. Seems like a very, yeah. <laughs> I like where your head's at on that one. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Uh, connection between the two. I like how you stretch the taffy to make that work. Well, here's the thing. So I bet if we're going to look outside the scenery, because this is like a big... There's a lot going on here, right? But mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming if you count the lights in the background, you got one, two, three, four, and he looks like he's being counted as one of the lights. So I bet if the picture was bigger, there would be a maybe a total of maybe six, and the okay. thing that he's holding in his hand is seven. Hmm. So I bet okay. that, that could be possibly it. So it's one, two, I think three. Maybe like it four, continues five. on the back of the yeah. booklet cd booklet yeah maybe i could see that okay um i mean we kind of made some sense out of this 10 i guess i'd give it a <laughs> really yeah you're gonna go all the way to 10 no i'll oh, give it boy. a nine i'm gonna give it a nine <laughs> okay i'll probably go eight i think you could convince me enough yeah <laughs> I, I did it <laughs> All right. Um. Next up, we've got no prayer for the dying. 
I remember this one too. Nice. They, kinda, they took a step back. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, Eddie looks kind of cool. The Eddie is coming out of the grave basically and grabbing onto this guy who I guess is like the caretaker of the cemetery. He's actually the he cab driver from weird. the first episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> yes. Hundred percent is him. <laughs> He's got the weirdest fucking cartoon guy jaw I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. Um, but Eddie looks cool coming up out of the that grave there. I got no complaints on that. Looks like it's a comic book art. Oh, that's why I like it. And that's why I'll have to give it a one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is probably a five for me. It's average. Um, I'd probably give it a seven. All right. I do love the name. No prayer for the dying. That's pretty great. I'm going to give that a nine. Uh, I would agree with that. That is a nine. That's pretty, pretty damn solid. Uh, The connection between the two, I mean, he's coming out of the grave so that and I'm assuming the caretaker guy, the cabbie, he is going to be dying now that Eddie's got his hands on him. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty strong. I'd probably give it like an eight. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Run for your life. Next up is Fear of the Dark. 1992 we're up to here. Oh, I remember this one, too. Yeah, I like this, uh, the way they got this black kind of thing along the side with the title. That's yeah. kind of cool. And then the actual picture is just kind of part of it. Uh, this kind of has Eddie come, growing out of a tree, essentially. Like him and the tree are all one. Um, it's kind of a nighttime woodsy scene. Ah, uh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, I've got no beefs with this. This is cool. I'm gonna give this one it's an eight. Horror image. Yeah, that's fair. I'm down with that. Fear of the dark. Love it. Great. <laughs> eight. I'd probably give it that a seven. <gasps> How dare you? Be- People have the fear of the dark. <laughs> Not me. Me neither, but still. I ain't as scared. And then um, connection between the two. Oh, uh, fuck yes, that's an eight. Yeah, I would be scared of the dark if I saw that shit. That's not even the fear of the dark, though. It's just the fear of tree man. The fear of <laughs> but the group. Dark. <laughs> They're afraid of those dark tree men. If he was a light tree man, they wouldn't be afraid. That's then true. Get a cat. They'd also have a tie. <laughs> uh, next up is the X Factor. Which just reminds me of the comic book. Oh, yeah. Stupid British show. I love this. I remember when my, I don't know when my dad got it, but I just remember just staring at this uh, album art forever and ever and ever. This is so cool. This is very, it's kind of claymation, I would say. It's very, like, reminiscent of, like, a tool video, like the video for Sober. Um kind of got a claymation version of Eddie in some kind of a torture device. Or like an I Spy, uh, like, you know, those books from when you were a kid. You'd look at it, and it's like an I Spy picture, and you're like, oh, where's the rubber band? Alright, let's look at this <laughs> picture. Alright. Shit, where's that rubber band? It's somewhere around here. 
<laughs> and they have cut off his scalp and they're kind of pulling it up so you see his exposed like, brain. <laughs> and again, he's only kind of the top of him, no lower torso. Yep, but you like can see his organs. Yeah. This one's going to be a 10 for me, just because of how yeah. iconic it was when I was a kid. And I, I honestly, I can't even argue with that. Even still, I'm still looking at it and looking at all the different things. It's just crazy how they did this. Yeah. Like, if this is actual clay, someone did a really good job of sculpting, sculpting this. I'm hoping it's an actual person. <laughs> <laughs> Seems likely. X-Factor, I'm going to give this that title a two. Yeah, that's pretty awful. <laughs> that's about what I was thinking. It's not very good. Um, and the connection between the two is also pretty poor. I'll give I, mean, it... I guess maybe they're experimenting on him to try and find some kind of X-Factor. But, man, that's a real pull of the taffy. I'll give that a two as well. Yeah. That's, uh, that's that pretty That sucks nip, because bro. it's the only tenant I've given the album art and you gave it a <laughs> shitty goddamn name. Why couldn't they just called it fucking this is a real person? Dissecticon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are my favorite Transformers. <laughs> I would have, if they named it Dissecticon, I would have given that a 10, and then the two of them together would have been a 10. <laughs> you guys fucked up, Iron Maiden. You really fucked up. All right, next up, this title is also pretty bad. You're on a real streak here. Uh, we got Virtual X1. <laughs> These must have come out in the 90s, I bet. Yeah. Everything in the 90s had an X. Makes you long for the number of the beast in the 80s, doesn't it? I don't know if it's X1, dude. It looks like Virtual 11. I think it's XI. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a Roman numeral. It's not a one. It's a totally different thing. It's Virtual (laughs) 11. I don't know why they decided to do Roman numerals. I wish they kind of just called it Virtual 11. It would have just been better. I guess it is called that, but... (laughs) The Roman numerals Even that's not me that out. much better. It's just a little bit because the last one had an X in it. I don't need to see two of them now. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, album artwork. This is basically it's kind of got a weird, fucked up version of Eddie in some kind of red background, kind of clawing out at the screen. And in the corner, there's this little kid with like a virtual reality headset on by a stream. I don't really know what's going on here. I don't find this one very visually appealing. <laughs> now, Kevin calls it Virtual X1, but really it's Ready Player One. Uh, <laughs> that's what that kid's doing. He's living in Utopia. What was that place called? Utopia? Oh, yeah. What the fuck was that called? Who cares? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was not that good. I, I didn't mind <laughs> it. It was okay. I would have given that movie a four. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's about as high as I can Very go on that. All right, um, yeah. I like this one. It reminds me artwork. of it. Looks like Ted or Todd McFarlane did the artwork to this. Oh, uh, I could kind of. Yeah, I mean Eddie's right there. Now, like he's got his hand kind of like going to go grab this virtual reality boy. But my favorite part is like the the demons and these souls that are just like all in this like hellish world. There's a lot mm-hmm. of details to look at. I'd probably still give it like a seven, though. I wouldn't give it anything more than that. I guess Eddie's supposed to be like a merman in this one. What? The creature from the Black Lagoon? Speaking of Maybe? that, there's this board game that just came out, and I'm really <laughs> debating on whether or not to go get it. 
It's at, it's not even supposed to be out yet, but for some reason my target's carrying it, but it's all the universal Damn. monsters and it's a co-op <gasps> game. And it's only like $40 um or $30 $39, but um it just seems really cool, but I'm like, do I need another game right now? <laughs> yes, yes you do. I don't have Did you watch like reviews or anything? Well, it's barely even come out yet, and tech, it doesn't even it doesn't it's not supposed to be out until August first. But for some reason, my target's carrying it. Um, so awesome. a lot of people haven't really done anything. I've watched a uh, like a how to play video, but I haven't actually watched any reviews because there's just none out yet. Did the how to play look fun? Yeah, no, it definitely looks fun. It's crazy because like I should be talking about this against the board game segments that we sometimes do at the end of these, but uh, I'll just talk about it real quick. <laughs> And then we'll get on with this just real quick. So you're, you're one of these characters, just uh, just a random like person who has okay. maybe different abilities, kind of like a, a Dead by Daylight, where it, you're just a normal person and you might have certain abilities depending on who you choose. But then there's also the monsters and you only start with like on like an easy game. You'll only play with two of the monsters, but how each one of them are are completely different. It's like, not that, I'm not going to lie, the more that I think about it, it's very much like Dead by Daylight. Each monster plays very differently. Oh. Uh, you're not starting generators, though. You're trying to kill the monsters or, um, or take oh, them so out. Kind of like Death Trap was trying to be. Yeah, kind <laughs> of, and that's why I think I started growing towards it. But, like, there, uh, the Creature of the Black Lagoon was an example, and so was Dracula. So in the Dracula one, you're trying to go to around to all these different locations and break four of the coffins. That's, that's the one thing you're trying to do. Um, you'll do that by collecting different items and these items are going to be used to break the coffins. But at the same time, you got the creature of the black lagoon and he can move a lot faster because he can use the waterways on this like city map. Um, and you on, on the, 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 for the creature of the black lagoon, you need to get to his area and ride a boat, like take a canoe or whatever to make its way to the, his lair. And then you'll find him there, I guess. And then that's when you can actually kill him. Um, nice. And I know with the Frankenstein one, when you play with Frankenstein, you're also playing with the Bride of Frankenstein. So the two of them are trying to come after you, but there's certain scenarios to where you need to try to get them together so they can discover each other and find their humanity that way. <laughs> what? Yeah, just oh, like so you're not even trying to kill them. You're just trying to get them. To yeah, you're just trying to f- get them to fall in love. Be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought that that was cool. It seems really cool, and I know that the the Wolfman's in there. Um, uh, the Invisible Man's in there, and then uh, the Mummy's in there as well, I believe. So it has like basically all of your uh, Universal monsters. I I want to possibly. I'm probably gonna end up getting it. I don't know why. Yeah, I just pick it up. Great. Um, but yeah, if Frankenstein was coming, I would just send like an endless supply of little girls his way. <laughs> keep throwing them in the river. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> keep them busy. <laughs> and I almost oh, see. I went to the board game section because I heard that there was an exclusive. It was that Jaws game. <laughs> so um, I went there and I saw Jaws and I was like, oh, there's Jaws. I should probably maybe get it one day. I don't know. And then just above it was this Universal Monster game. Called, it's called Horrified. Um, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm pretty sure this isn't supposed to be out yet. And it's supposed to come out August 1st, <laughs> but it's in Target. And I was like, maybe it's just because it's a Target exclusive. And then I went online and no, they're, they're not supposed to be selling them yet. So I was like, fuck, I should have oh, wow. picked it up. <laughs> yeah. Or someone reports it. Yeah. And they all go away. For two days. <laughs> but yeah, I might pick it up. Who knows? Oh, I'll probably end up picking it up. It looks pretty great. Yeah, it sounds good. 
But all right, uh, yeah. So um, the 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 I, yeah. I'm giving it a seven uh, album art virtual eleven because it's Roman numerals. Three for artwork. <laughs> a three? Not a big fan. Yeah. Wow. Like it's it. not so good. Plus, the virtual reality helmet just makes it feel so '90s and dated. That's why I like <laughs> it. Um, virtual eleven. I'm gonna give this. Well, I'm gonna give it a six because, and it's not a good name. It's just eleven's my favorite number, even though it's the Roman numerals. It's still eleven in my heart. <laughs> I'll probably give it another three. All right. Connection between <laughs> like, the two. There is virtual reality. Yeah, can't argue with that. It does have at least part of it. Yep. I don't know where the 11 comes in. I don't either. So I'll 11 give it a souls. Five. I'm, I'm going to say it's it his 11th soul right here. I'll give it a six. <laughs> okay. It delivered half of the title, so I'll give it a five. <laughs> right in the middle. All right. Next up, we've got Brave New World. Reminds me of a book we had to read in school. Uh, it already makes me upset. <laughs> a brave new world. But I do like the artwork. How do you like this artwork among the other one? <laughs> the last one? Yeah. The last one was just weird and stupid. <laughs> I don't like this one at all. This one's cool. Uh, this is kind of a futuristic kind of utopia-ish looking place. Kind of reminds me of The Sims, once you get to a certain point where it gets advanced enough. But then you've got these storm clouds rolling in with Eddie's face in there, looming above it. Kind of like Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat. I'm going to give the... Well, so we got... And it's called Brand New World. Uh, I'm going to give the... Oh, yeah, Brave New World, which is actually worse. Um, I'm going to (laughs) give the album art probably a three. Wow, I'm going to give it probably an eight. Wow, <laughs> Jesus, it's definitely not eight worthy. There's no way this is eight Maybe worthy. Maybe a seven. I'll go seven. Okay. <laughs> Brave New World. Looks like it's a new world. Um, It could just be our world, just advanced. I don't know if it's so much new or brave. I'll probably just give well, this one the, a five. I think it is a reference to that book that I had to read. Um, which is like a classic piece of literature, which is also about the future. And it was kind of about a utopia where things weren't quite as great as, you know, they kind of made it out to be. So I think it would make sense that it, that's what it's doing. Um, but as a title itself, eh, I don't think it's the greatest. I'd probably give it a four. Yeah, I'm done with four. I'm, I'm with a four. You just brought up books, so it brings it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, connection between the two again if you think the book it's pretty strong but I don't like doing that either so I'll give it a five I'm going to give it a four (laughs) for making me think of literature for hurting my brain with words (laughs) oh god alright next up oh I think this is uh, the bad one yeah, we got Dance of Death. It's a good name. Off to a good start with that name, but man. <laughs> oh, God, which one is it? Um, It's got like Eddie and like a death kind of Grim Reaper cloak and these terrible looking CGI people. Got it. Yep. Very 90s. Yep. Very meme <laughs> this is when they were just starting to come up with computer animation and it looked like complete shit. It's like that movie Food Fight, but not even that good. 
<laughs> this is really bad. It really is. And it sucks because Eddie looks kind of cool. But man, the rest of this really drags it down. It's so dated and terrible looking. Everyone's so smooth. <laughs> Album art, I'm giving this a one. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That one guy that's looking at me, his neck one. looks like his neck looks like Taffy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an ostrich or something, the way that neck goes. This looks like just one of those weird, crazy memes. I just don't get it. And that baby is supposed <laughs> to be standing on the dog, but it's actually on the center of the dog. So it's not actually <laughs> even standing on the dog. No. I hate yeah, this. Yeah, that's bizarre. Dance of Death. Oh, I'm going to give this a big old farty two for the name. That's just a dumb name, too. I like the name. I'd probably give it a five for a name. It reminds me of the, um, I think, on that Masters of Horror thing, I believe uh, Robert England did one called Dance of Death. It was pretty good. Reminds me of that. The Connection, I have to give it a 10. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It hit. It hits everything. <laughs> Death is literally right there in the center. They're all it's, dancing. They're supposedly dancing, or just making weird faces at the camera more so, but I, can't. I guess that's dancing. Well, that one person so. is definitely dancing, and that child to the left and the one on the dog are both Child's definitely dancing. On the dog. <laughs> oh, God, this is unappealing, but yeah. You can't even argue with that. Hurry, get to the next one. I can't look at this anymore. (laughs) Oh, what's next? What's next? Uh, I think it's also something with death. Um, (laughs) A matter of life and death. Is that what it is? Yep. (laughs) I knew I saw something with death. Uh, This is like a war setting. Got a bunch of skeleton army men and a tank. And Eddie's kind of, you know, the logo on the tank. Like a skull and crossbones. Oh, he's also standing on top of the tank. Oh, yeah. Is that him? I can't tell. I'm so small. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's standing on top of the tank. You got the pirate flag on one side, and then he's off to the the left side with a rifle in his hand and his hand on his penis. I'm not sure. Um, But, yeah, there's a (laughs) bunch of... This is my gun. This is uh, an image that I can see good old Ryan drawing when we were in high school. <laughs> that sounds about right. He always just that drew skeletons good. and army people. I don't know why. Um, Did he combine the two? Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Actually, probably all the time. <laughs> all right. Uh, matter of life and death. All right. Okay. So I like this, uh, this whole thing. There's a lot going on. You got a war zone going on. Um, I would say that uh i'll give it an eight it's pretty cool i like it a lot it's it sounds good it looks very cool it looks like an old comic book mm-hmm. it's like an old like propaganda poster yeah i can see that uh <laughs> matter of life and death that's pretty pretty um, cool i like it yeah i like it it doesn't blow my socks off i give it a six yep that's where i was going six as well Connection of the two? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely would say that's pretty strong. I'd say... Probably an eight. Yeah, an eight. Seems fair. Matter of life and death. They're trying to save lives. Bunch of dead soldiers. Dead um, soldiers are trying to save lives. That's good. I like it. Yeah. Makes sense. Just makes sense. All right. Uh, next up, we're almost in the home stretch. We got two left. 
The Final Frontier. Apparently they're just ripping off Star Trek now. Perfect. Oh, this is so cool, though. I like this artwork. This reminds me of Doom. Yeah. Speaking of Doom, did you see that it just, uh, the first, second, and the third one just got released on uh, Xbox and the Switch? And it probably yeah. PS4 as well. I bought Doom 2 yesterday for five bucks. So I've been playing that a bunch. I might actually end up getting Doom 2 on the Switch, man. Yeah. It's five bucks? <laughs> yep. Oh, jeez. I might just get that. Fuck it. I know. So good. I wish I could do all the old like shit I used to have, like Simpsons, Simpsons Doom and oh, all the yeah. weird levels and stuff. Crazy but... mods. Yeah, those are so cool. I used to know all that shit. Uh, but yeah, this looks really cool. Eddie's kind of this giant green alien with like tusks and shit. Uh, he's kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> bunch of dead astronauts cool space setting um it's really bold and vibrant and i really really like this a lot yeah this is cool i'll give it uh an eight probably gonna give it a 10 jesus i don't think it's 10 <laughs> but okay for me i i think it is That's me i think it good i would put a poster or put this as a on my wall as a poster for sure yeah okay. um Final Frontier, don't like the name. I'm going to give that a two. Oh, I like it. I'd uh, give it a five, I think. Oh, like a good Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> the, the two obviously connect uh, very well. I'm going to give that a nine. That's, yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. Niner. Right, one, one left. I believe it's called The Book of Souls. Oh. I'm already intrigued. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh, geez. Which one it's is it? Is it the one with a book behind him or is it the one without a book behind him? Um, I've got one that's just black okay. behind him. All right. We'll go with that one then. There's like a bajillion different album covers. I don't know if they're like... <laughs> Like different countries or something. Yeah, I don't know. But, all right, we'll version. just do the back one. Blackity ears. All right. Blackity black. Uh, it just looks like Eddie in some tribal makeup, looking like a native, uh, maybe from Amazon, Amazonia. Um, yeah. It's got a lot of piercings and the kind of crazy cannibal Holocaust paint. type face paint. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's a little bland for me compared to all the rest of their covers, though. Uh, I'm going to probably yeah. give this one up. Could you use some five. background for sure? That's I, that's what I think other people did. I, I think it's just a bunch of people who did that because there's some really badass ones with cool backgrounds, but just Damn. not the main one, I guess. Oh, they're just like fan, yeah, yeah, probably fan made ones. But there's one with like this fan cool fiction. like Egyptian like background where he's like inside of the uh, like the tomb, and there's one with the book which I like as well. Damn, but we don't got that. We just got nope. black. So gotta I'm go gonna give it a official, five. Fortunately. Um, I guess I'll yeah, I'll probably give it a six. He does look pretty cool. He does look cool. But so, still five. Uh, Book of yeah. Souls. I love that title because it reminds me of fantasy stuff. <laughs> a Book of Souls. Uh, Soul I'm Mass Transit System. A seven. Yep. Again. Seven. It is. Oh boy, the connection between the two. I don't see a book, and I don't see souls, but because it's like the you know the Amazon stuff, I can see a lot of witch doctor maybe kind of stuff coming out of this. Uh, I'm not. I can't give it a straight one. I would probably say a four though. Yeah, I'll probably give it a three. I think we're in the same ballpark there. 
down a stretch a little bit, but you can kind of make some sense out of it, I suppose. Thanks, don't um, die. I love you. So, 16 albums. Their average score, 6.104. What was it? You, you broke up. Oh, it was 6.104. Nice. Okay. So, in the, they're in the solid sixes. I don't think we're ever going to get anybody in the sevens. <laughs> Not if they do self-title albums. Unless they have, like, one album and it was really good. <laughs> uh, who's the highest-rated like album so far? Uh, I think No Effects is number one, 6.5. Damn. The Beatles. Yeah, we got Iron Maiden's in the sixes, Beatles are in the sixes, and Offspring is in the sixes. Damn. I feel like Iron Maiden should still yeah. be number one. They have the coolest albums ever. They just they fucked it up on their titles, I think. <laughs> Damn. All righty. Well, uh, speaking of, I guess we, we should mention this. We'll have to add it eventually to their score. Uh, Blink-182 has announced that they have a new album coming out in September. Um, I don't know what the album artwork's going to look like, but the title sure isn't going to help them out any. <laughs> Apparently, it's just called Nine. I'm guessing because it's their ninth album. Oh, good. Hopefully they change that before it actually comes out. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think I originally saw something saying it was going to be called uh, Bojmir, which is rim job backwards. That would have been good. But instead they're going with nine, <laughs> from what I hear. Perfect. Yeah, so um, that's that's not good. But I, Did I, you hear their new song? Uh, they had another new song this weekend. Darkness. I have not. Nope. Pretty good. Is it? Pretty good. I think it's my favorite of the new ones. Well, yeah, that's not a hard fucking target to hit. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) That's how I kind of feel what this album's going to be like, is, you know, there's going to be a lot of different things on there. Some of them we'll like, some of them we won't. (laughs) That's how I'm going into it, I guess. I am actually, and I haven't really been excited for Angel and Airwaves' new albums really in the last forever. But I'm kind of excited for this new uh, album that they're apparently doing. Um, I know you're not the biggest fan of them anymore or ever, really. Uh, minus a few songs. Is, I mean, I know I definitely did like their first two albums. Um, I feel like I can't listen to the new album unless I listen to all of the old ones. <laughs> and that's just too much to do at this point. Is it Darkness like or Dark that- Side? Uh, probably Dark Side. All right, something like yeah, Dark Side. Yeah, they have four. They have four songs. There's Dark Side and Happy Days. Did you hear Happy yeah, Days? Yeah, I did hear Happy Days. That one wasn't that great. Perfect. <laughs> um, so they're about one for four. Although I like Blame It on My Youth. Uh, that uh, song's really grown up for sure. Fuck that song. That song is a slap <laughs> to everyone who loves Blink One Eight Two's face. It's better than Simple Plan songs. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Boom, 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 boom. Um, but yeah, Angel and Airwaves has this new uh, album coming out, and they're trying to do a fucking movie with it or whatever. I don't care too much about the movie, but they've always like. Uh, I'm not gonna get into it. Um, but basically, he's always tried to do one of his weird ass themes to every single one of his albums. Like, oh, this one's about you know this or something like really out there. But he's 
honing it in, trying to do like this huge life project or whatever the fuck. But this one, he wants to just kind of take the younger portion, like a coming of age album this time and go with that theme. And I don't know if okay. that Rebel Girl is part of that album. I don't, have you heard Rebel Girl yet? No. Oh, God, I love that song. That's a good song. Um, I'll have to check it out. But yeah, I after hearing this interview, I'm actually kind of excited. He says it's his favorite album so far out of Angels and Airwaves. Um, the one thing I, uh, now I don't mind it. Um, I, it definitely separates at least Tom's stuff from, you know, Mark's stuff and whatnot. But he says that, yeah, it's definitely my favorite album and it's going to have some differences, but you know, we're definitely going to keep that soaring (laughs) effect (laughs) that he likes to do in angels and airwaves that makes it different. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I like that stuff. I'm hoping (laughs) if it's like rebel girl and if he's talking, using that as soaring, then I'm fine with it because Rebel Girl is such a good song. I really, really like that song. Um, I think I may have said it last week, but I know that when uh, I was listening, re-listening to Rebel Girl on YouTube, I went down to go look at the comments. And are you listening to it now? <laughs> no. Oh, I don't know <laughs> what you're doing because it sounds like you're trying. You, you may have accidentally drawn on your microphone this time <laughs> and have decided to erase it. <laughs> oh that's i was like dusting so, some dust off of my computer apparently oh it's causing all kind of chaos it is um but yeah so basically uh i was listening to rebel girl and i went into the comments to get, go see what other people's reactions were and for the most part it seems like everybody loves it and a lot of people said that they went to rebel girl to re-listen to it after they just heard blame it on the youth and a lot mm-hmm. of people commented on that. They're like, did, ever, did anybody else come here after listening to Blame It On The Youth and realize that Tom, uh, Tom's Rebel Girl sounds more like Blink-182 than Blink-182 does? And I was like, oh, that's so good. It's so good and so true because Rebel Girl does sound more Blink-182 than Blink-182 is doing with Blame It On The Youth. Wow. Blame It yeah, On The Youth is too poppy. It's way too poppy. It's way too... I mean, I get it. Blink-22 has sold out a long time ago, but this is this is Fallout Boy status at this point. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> it is that bad. They have definitely sold out. They've sold their soul. Um, so we'll see what happens with the rest of it. I'm excited yeah. to hear both Dark Side and Happy Days. Anytime they come out with stuff, I'm going to listen to it. There's no doubt about it, but it doesn't mean I gotta like it. Doesn't mean yeah, I gotta I'm like sure, it. I'm sure some of the songs on here I won't like. Um, I'm just kind of in that mode where I'm like, whatever. As long as I get some good songs, that's better than most things, I guess. <laughs> blame it, blame it on my boobs. Blame it, blame it on <laughs> my boobs. That song is pretty catchy. It's catchy. It doesn't mean that it's good. That's the thing is like a lot of people get I'm into that. I'm not saying mo- it's the greatest written song ever. It's the fucking modern day stairway to heaven. I'm not saying <laughs> that you are saying that. I'm just saying that a song can be very catchy. Like there's Bieber songs like... Yo, my baby, baby, babe. Like that song will get stuck in my head. I don't want it there. I want nothing to do with that song. But it is oh, catchy beyond and beyond belief. But it's a terrible fucking song. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> it's a stupid, shitty, goddamn song. But it's catchy. Well, I like listening to Blame It on My Youth. Oh, I guess that's the difference. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will put that song on voluntarily and enjoy it. I will I definitely, definitely not put that Blame It on My Youth on my playlist. 
they won't touch Damn. it. I do like Generational Divide. Like I said, I just wish that it was a longer song and they decided to split up the vocals instead of mash them together because that's that's the problem of that. I wish the yeah. whole Generational Divide song was just a longer song, a completed song, instead of a fart. <laughs> it's a fart because it's short, it's sweet, but it wasn't satisfying. I want to say one of the they showed the uh, the track listing for this new album, and I want to say at least one of them sounded really like a good title, but I don't even pulled up. I think the problem is is like I don't know California. I felt like was that was the beginning of the end for Blink. It it was good, and I really like California a lot. It's a mm-hmm. it's a fun album, and then they set out the the deluxe. And the Deluxe had some good songs on there, of course, like, uh, I don't know. There's oh, a- I like the Deluxe a lot. There was only one or two songs where I was like, eh. Yeah, I don't know. There's a few songs that I really liked, and then there was a few songs that was like, farts. Um, <laughs> but then some of their other stuff they've been doing with, like, like con- conjoining themselves with, like, that DJ, it's like, okay, all right, we're doing this, I get it. And oh, then they're doing yeah. more stuff with, you know, uh, just touring trying. with little Wayne and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't need this. This is it's the beginning of the end, I feel like. Um I yeah. wish I wish Blink 182 stayed with Dogs Eating Dogs. That that whole album of, of just five songs was beyond the best stuff I think they've put out in years. When I was young was great, Dogs Eating Dogs is great, Disaster is great, Boxing Day is great, and I even though I yeah. do not like rap. I even love Pretty Little Girl. I love that song. Fucking love it. <laughs> that whole five songs was amazing, and I wish that they they did it like that instead of did Neighborhoods like they did. It's sad and depressing. Yeah? Yeah, that would have been nice. Well, I think they did Dog Eating Dog afterwards, right? They did. They Because uh, Neighborhoods, they, did it, they recorded yeah, it all I mean, separately. Yeah. And then Dog Eating Dog, they wanted to do a little nod to their actual fan base, so they all they all got together to actually record together. And they came out with those Which five songs. Which is how songs. you should do it. I don't know why you would try to do it the other way. I don't know either, but I wish they <laughs> Seems did. Seems like a bad idea. Way. But, yep. They put out their five really good songs, the five last songs <laughs> together. Yeah. That's so sad. Well, I think it was just... I wish they could stay together, but it seemed like Tom was just impossible to be around at a certain point. Like he was just an alcoholic and a pain in the ass. I know. I'm, I get it. He's probably a pain in the ass. But uh, like the interview that I heard just the other day when it was just a few days ago, he said the direction I wanted Blink to go was Ghost on the Dance Floor. That's what he wanted to try to do was that oh, direction. That's... And I was like, fuck, that's a great song. I love that song. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. probably one of the better songs on the album. Yeah. Um and if it did go that way, that would have been amazing. But I feel like there are differences with Mark trying to hold, still withhold that punk pop feel and trying to really push that. And then Tom trying to do the whole experimental stuff while trying to still kind of stay punk within that because he still had Angels and Airwaves. I don't think he wanted to experiment too much uh, with Blink, mm-hmm. um, but he still wanted to try something new. And I, I just think obviously their minds were colliding. So. And it definitely showed on neighborhoods yeah. a lot, which is unfortunate. Well, even I mean, I saw them at you know Riot Fest a couple of years ago when Tom was still there, and Tom was basically like slurring and couldn't remember the words and shit. So at a certain point, I'm sure just touring with that was like, why are we doing this? <laughs> also true, yeah. 
Why do this to ourselves? We're just hurting the show. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to hear those next two songs, I guess. Happy Days and Dark yeah. Side. Darkness is good. Dark Side is good. Um, Happy Days, eh? <laughs> Not my favorite. Oh, here we go. One of the songs is called On Some Emo Shit. <laughs> mm. All right. I'm excited to hear that one. I'll see what it sounds like when it comes out. So yeah. September 20th, you said? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Late in September. Uh, yep. September 20th. And it does. Yep. It does look like it. They're going to call it nine. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's really cool. <laughs> I think I was trying to figure it out, too. I'm not even sure which ones count as part of the other eight. It seems like either Buddha, the Mark, Tom and Travis show. Or dogs eating dogs would have to count. I'm not sure which one of those counts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weird. <laughs> Hope it's dog eating dog. I like that. I love that album. <laughs> That's more of an EP, but whatever. That's true. Can't even deny it. <laughs> blaming it, blaming it on my poops. All right. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? Anything else? Um, I don't think so, unless you got any more board games you wanted to get into. Uh, nothing that I can think of. I did play some board games this weekend, which is oh so good. I love playing board games. Um, but nothing too crazy. Uh, I played a new one, uh, called Tiny Towns, which was a lot of fun. Um, I just now I just keep thinking about that damn horrified game, and I should probably just get it. Yeah, you're gonna just go back to Target now. <laughs> I'll probably end up doing that tomorrow. I gotta try to pack. I'm going camping this weekend, so trying to get everything ready for that as well. So, yeah. Nice. Where are you going camping? Uh, it's in Mount Rainier. Uh, it's a place called Carbon River. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that should be a lot. <laughs> that sounds safe. Yeah. It should be pretty good. <laughs> Just Bathing all... in that sweet, sweet carbon. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping <laughs> good things. I'm hoping good things. It should be fun. I haven't done it in years, though. So I'm hoping that my old spot's still there that I can get to. And it's not too That's... overgrown. And we'll... We'll hope for good things. Gotta make some videos. I'm sure we'll take pictures. Maybe some oh, Indian warrior cool. tribe. Funny videos. Yes, exactly. Oh, the old Indian warrior tribe. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, well, Professor Oak voice. I know you have to. You have to. Oh, did you see that uh, they added Team Rocket to Pokemon Go now? No. <laughs> yep, that's the thing. Oh. Thing no, that exists. I haven't gone on Pokemon Go in about a year, maybe. Maybe just less than a year. <laughs> I want to say. I rarely do now at this point, but. I did may try have deleted it. One of those Team Rocket things. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I they like take over Pokestops, basically. And, you know, if you go to one that has them there, you have to like fight them. Uh, they have like three Pokemon, and basically, if you beat them, they leave one of their Pokemon behind and you can try to catch it. Um, and if you catch it, it's like all, you know, got like crazy red eyes and has this weird energy around it. But you can purify it for like two candy. And that makes them have like much better stats and like they level up a lot easier or something like that. But honestly, they look so much cooler as fucking the dark version. So it's like, why do you want to who's going to purify these things? They look so cool when they're the dark version. <laughs> Sounds like they're working on maybe a Harry Potter game. Oh. 
<laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Sounds like they just stopped giving that's a damn about Pokemon Go. That's resources went to. Yeah. Yep, that sounds about right. But alrighty, everybody. Well, this has been another amazing episode with the, uh, you know, the original Janksters. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip that tip and also spank the monkey.